Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection, and prayer for Transfiguration Sunday, the 14th of February. Today, our reader is Tommy Gemmell, and our hymn is sung by Patricia Hunter, accompanied by George Knight. Creativity and light belong to God. Let all the earth rejoice. Justice and glory belong to God. Let all the earth rejoice. Wisdom and wonder belong to God. Let all the earth rejoice. Let us worship God. lesson this morning comes from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 9, reading from verse 2, the Transfiguration. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, they were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Amen. The world around has always needed moments of transformation and change, transitions that take life from one way of being to another. Artists through the ages have experimented with colour and light to achieve this. The celebrated Danish-Icelandic artist Olafur Eliasson is known for sculptures and large-scale installations that make use of light and space. In 2006, he famously transferred several large blocks of ice from one of Iceland's largest glaciers to display in a Berlin gallery. Six tons of ice, thought to have formed around 1200 BCE. The translucent ice in the refrigerated gallery brought years of creation to within public reach, provoking comment and fresh appreciation for the environment. Olafur has taken part in an outdoor exhibition this year called Unreal City, which features 36 digital sculptures arranged as an outdoor walking tour along the south bank of the River Thames. The sculptures, though, can only be viewed through a digital phone app.
through augmented reality, AR, where the phone's picture of the view superimposes another image, the image of the sculpture. The viewer can then see the sculpture seemingly placed alongside the usual skyline and riverbank buildings, when actually the sculpture's not there at all. The exhibition serves to challenge people's perception and to transform their thinking by using the natural space as an exhibition. The interplay between light and artificial reality seeks to show the value of the shared spaces that we live in and how valuable these spaces have become, particularly during these past months. Just as the snow this past week has transformed much of Scotland to a Narnia-like landscape, Olafur's work transforms people's perceptions to think of space differently. One foot in the ordinary and one foot in the new. We see something similar in Jesus' transfiguration on the mountaintop. Away from the tensions of day-to-day -day being, light bursts in, marking a time of transition and a moment of change. A moment of light changing presence in front of the disciples. In Mark's Gospel, the Transfiguration story appears as a moment of reassurance to the disciples, who are anxious about their future. After hearing predictions about how Jesus will be rejected by the authorities and put to death, the disciples experience a sense of doom and gloom. Change is around. Was the mission they were engaged in going to end in failure? Were they going to die too? And what was the point in believing at all then? This mountaintop experience must have, even if only momentarily, brought a sense of relief from the doom and gloom they felt. The cloud suddenly vanishes, and out of the darkness the disciples see this sparkling, shining, dazzling Jesus, his clothes changed before them. In this vivid imagery, Moses the lawgiver and Elijah the greatest of the prophets stand with Jesus, emphasising the passing on of God's message from the old to the new. In Jesus, God's message floods the world with light, out of the despair, hope, out of the aimlessness, direction, out of the darkness, light. The response is awe and silence and hope. People throughout all of history have been climbing mountains to talk to God. High places, places of sacrifice and worship, dot the Middle East. Some even have remains of the altars, statues or poles used for worship. Throughout scripture, people go to mountains to encounter God. Abraham, Moses, Elijah, Jesus. These holy places tend to be high places. The temple was on a hill, the Mount of Olives nearby too. Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. Jesus delivered the Sermon on the Mount on a hill overlooking the Sea of Galilee. People have been meeting God, and God has been meeting people, on mountains since time began. Where are the mountaintop experiences that God speaks into today? What are the transformative moments where we find God?
we continue to be dismayed by the ongoing and unspeakable awfulness of the pandemic crisis. This wave of illness and misery breaking over the continents and gripping some of the poorest countries. Places where people had nothing in the first place, no homes to isolate in, no food to sustain them. Where is the light there? We continue to shake our collective heads at the tit-for-tat political wrangling in developed countries, impeachment trials, court cases. Where is the light there? The lack of forward planning and creative thinking to find a sustainable balance to the climate change challenge. Where is the light there? In the plans, it's to be found to reduce CO2 emissions. The plans to continually raise awareness of environmental concerns, to follow the Paris Agreement objectives. In these, there is still hope. There is also still hope in the continual development of vaccines and the rollout of medical help to all ages, not only in this country, we pray, but also for those in developing countries too. Will the world show it cares about others too now? Light must come, but who will bring it? God lives in the light that we bring into the world. Some people will say that they aren't good enough, that their light isn't strong enough. Some will say that it's too difficult or too risky to share the light. But Jesus told us that even though it would be difficult, we are to let our lights shine. A lamp belongs on a lampstand, not under a basket. Light is for sharing, and that light comes from an encounter with the living God. It's long-lasting and genuine, not boastful or fearful. Desmond Tutu often used his favourite theological theme of transfiguration to lead people to light. And he said, in each of us, there is an innate ability to create joy out of suffering, to find hope in the most hopeless of situations, and to heal any relationship in need of healing. We are all agents of transfiguration. And so it is with this story of the transfiguration. Sparks of its light still shower down from above and upon us today. And when we catch ourselves in the briefest of moments in a different light, and when we realise, much to our surprise or embarrassment or even amazement, that not only are we capable of doing and being and saying the right things, we're also shaped to do that and to be and to say these things. And sometimes it comes more naturally to us than we might ever have imagined. Transfiguration shows not only what we might be or can be, it shows us what we are and who we are, that is, people of faith, filled with hope that can and do mirror God's love and grace out into the world. Amen.
we now have a prayer of gratitude and concern. Let us pray. Mysterious and gracious God, you created all things, and in the stillness of time you have filled them with your glory, bringing light into our darkness, so that all of creation is transfigured into a reflection of your beauty. O God, give us eyes to see your expression of care and ears to hear your voice of love, that we might be witnesses of your glory and servants of your bidding. Show us your light and path of peace to challenge and to transform. Lord, look upon the distress of your world and let your touch remove hurt and anguish and out of the clouds of despair your presence may bring healing and hope. Lord, when we think of transformation, we pray for the people who have been forced from their homes in times of war, civil unrest, famine or flood. May they begin to see a transformation in their hopes of a more secure future. Lord, when we think of transformation, we pray for the people in developing countries, caught not only by poverty, but disease, seeking light and hope amidst deepest challenge. Heavenly Lord, give us gladness for the wealth of your generosity as we utter our prayers of thanks and our concerns. As the disciples saw your glory in the cloud and upon the mountain, so open our minds today that we may encounter your presence in all of creation, that following the example of Moses and Elijah, we may trust in you and share your, glo your glory until all the world is transfigured with the light of your Son, Jesus Christ. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. The God who calls us is sending us out to turn words into deeds and worship into service. Thank you for joining with me today for this time of worship. And now, the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen. <laughs>